Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. All right, welcome to Say Hello to the Bad Guy. I'm your host, Locke, and this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about the life of a historic criminal. Now we're talking outlaws and gangsters. We're not going to cover too many serial killers. That's just a little bit dark for me, and this ain't no true crime podcast. Honestly, you can't call this a history podcast because I'm no historian. I'm just a history fan that does some research and bullshits about it with his friends. So speaking of my friends, let me introduce you to my co-host. First with us today... We got Tank. What's up, y'all? And also with us today, we got Dan. What's up, y'all? Again. Times two. All right, welcome to the podcast, guys. Sorry, I got Our, our what's up was way better than that. That was very passionless. You want to do that again? <laughs> hey, I got a fucking work text that apparently I'm answering in the middle. Get focused, man. Focus up. The side hustle time. All right. You trying to slang houses or slang downloads? <laughs> what are we slanging? Because <laughs> we got to be slanging something. Don't you invite me over your house and not give me 110%. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm the quarterback of this bitch, and I'm the one half-ass in it. And we're like, practice? Intros? We talking about intros? <laughs> well, we're trying to. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um... <clears throat> Well, welcome to the podcast, guys. It's good to have you guys back. <laughs> Thanks, Woo! man. I'm fucking pumped, ready to do this. You're excited. Feel these nipples. All right. <laughs> he said, all right. <laughs> all right. Let's, all right. Let's get weird. Tank, what do you got to drink today? We got Brew Detroit's Cloud 19, double dry hop, New England style IPA. Uh, this one's got 7% alcohol. It's a good one. Danky. A little hoppy, not too hoppy, but it's, it's got like some dank earth tone taste to it. And uh, it's smooth though. It's 7%, but it's not crazy boozy. It's got a lot of flavor in there to cover it up. And it's one of my go-tos from Brew Detroit. They've got a couple of good beers. They're really close to my house and I like to go and grab some every now and then. Good hey. beer. Dan, would you bring a drink today? Well, you know me. I be on my founder shit. Hands on my bottle, drink it up. I'm a founder. Hands on my bottle, drink it up. I'm a founder. Nice. It's- it is underground mountain brown, which makes it sound like you're pooping in a mine. This is another one from their barrel age series, which is uh they got a whole line of beer that they age in bourbon barrels. This one is a imperial brown ale with some uh Sumatra coffee in it, and uh like all their barrel aged, it's pretty high in alcohol. It's eleven nine. Damn, all their barrel aged ones. Seem to be way out. Something mm-hmm. about soaking them in bourbon barrels increases alcohol. Who'd have thought? Who'd Take have already thought strong beer and then soak it in a bourbon barrel. Yeah. That should have get you. Good, because I'm like the other ones, like the Backwoods Bastard, and uh, I know I had another one from the Barrel Age that I can't I think, know, of. I can't think of. But um, With... this one, because of the coffee in there, it dulls a lot more of the uh, bourbon taste to it. So it don't have as much of that as like their other ones that I've had. Oh, I... that sounds good. I almost feel like founder. I'll trade you. Well, speaking of bourbon, so I got this uh, Four Roses bourbon. It's a real good affordable whiskey. It's it's your your mid range, like your Crown Royal range. They do have a Four Roses Select, which is like their more limited edition one. So that's even a step above even that. But I'm balling on a budget, so I just went with the regular Four Roses. Bob, y'all. 
Um, but before we get started, I got to make sure I take the time to thank Sixfo Sueno for letting us use his music in the intro. I want to thank Cancer for letting us use his music in the mid-roll. You can follow them both on Instagram, Sixfo Sueno. The foe is F-O-E, and Cancer is at Cancer the God. The E is a three. You can find us at both Bad Guy Podcasts on TikTok and on Instagram, Twitter, the Bad Guy Pod. And then Facebook, it's the Bad Guy Podcast. We have a page. Go like it. Because Facebook's the easiest for me to use and nobody uses it. So <laughs> everybody's talking to me on Instagram. We got like 32,000 followers on TikTok. I'm like, great. That's what I need to learn how to, some new shit to learn on, t- on top of learning how to edit. But yeah, so hit us up on Facebook. If you're having a hard time finding any of the links, uh, you can go to the website, badguypodcast.com. We'll go ahead and get started. And the bad guy we're covering today is Dave Rudabaugh. This ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface, final scene, fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend. Any relation to the rutabaker? His dad invented the rutabaga. All right. I do like that AKA though. You know, Dirty Dave. Dave Rudabaugh, AKA Dirty Dave. Double D. Now, I do have something that's a little bit disappointing for you guys on the nickname. We can go ahead and call him Dirty Dave still. They say that they called him Dirty Dave because he hated water, he didn't like cleaning his clothes, he didn't like taking baths, and he was just a dirty guy. There's absolutely no historical evidence to show that that's true, or that anybody ever called him Dirty Dave somebody in just, his time. Somebody just made it up after he died. Yeah, in hindsight, when people started telling the story, he became Dirty Dave, this character, but... I mean, I don't know. I'm going to put it on there because I do the AKAs, and it will come up. If you look up Dave Rudabaugh, it'll say Dirty Dave Rudabaugh. But yes, it seems like Dirty Dave is 100% a nickname that came about after he was dead. Damn. Usually post-mortem nicknames end up being cool. Like, that's just shit talking after he died? Yeah. Way to speak ill of the dead. I hope this guy's like a one or something, like a real dickhead. Like, he needs to be haunting someone. They did Dirty Dave dirty. It was the one fucking detective that Dave really pissed off the most or some shit. Yeah, he was dirty. He smelled terrible. All the ladies <laughs> said he stunk. Oh, Dave Rudolph? Yeah, he uh, he stunk. Yeah. We had him in lockup for a week, never showered. Dave Rudabaugh was born July 14th, 1854 in Fulton County, Illinois. Uh, his father died in the Civil War when Dave was young, which led to the family relocating to Ohio and then later Kansas. It's crazy that, like, right now we're just saying, like, yeah, Illinois, Ohio. But back in, like, 1850s, that was the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. Illinois may as well have just been Wyoming. Then they moved to Kansas. They're like, whoa, we're really out here now. Yeah. Like, now it's just right in the middle of the country. Back like, then, they're like, are we still in America? Well, that is when you legit had to carry rifles to protect yourself from, like, wildlife and well, yeah. indigenous people and shit whose land you could just be happening to set up camp on. Riding shotgun meant you rode with the shotgun. It meant you were the guy to shoot. Not a whole lot's known about his youth. By the early 1970s, he headed west to earn a living on the cattle trail. So we, we all know how the cattle trail goes for guys that head on this show. They learn learn how to be a cowboy long enough to... Uh, Head off to Arkansas and settle there and become outlawed. They learned to rope and ride. <laughs> in Arkansas, he began working with future big-time Western gunmen Milton Yarberry and Mysterious Dave Mather. See, that's why he could he had to be Dirty Dave. There's already Mysterious Dave. Right. Much better name. Mysterious Dave had a better publicist. At first, they just called him Obvious Dave. <laughs> Um, and they all specialized in working as cattle rustlers. 
So he basically went to a cow stealing college. Yeah, learned to be a cowboy. Yeah, but once you learn how to be a cowboy, if you just have an attitude problem, it's the same as learning to be a cattle rustler. It's the exact same thing. Just one, the cows are yours, and one, they're not. It's funny you said that. I never thought about that. Like, the mechanic, you know, or the chop shop guy. (laughs) The fucking uh, guy parking your car at the casino, or the guy stealing your car at the casino. (laughs) Well, for, like, now... Fine line. We sort of, what is it, not mesmerize, uh, memorialize, whatever, the... Idea. Romanticized? Yeah, romanticized. I was way off. Whatever. We mesmerized it. You mesmerized it. You were close. Yeah. One of them sized it. Yeah. So they always sized up uh, cowboys to be like these cool dudes. Like I'm like right now, like I did that song, Wanna Be a Cowboy. Like everyone thinks cowboys are cool, like the Marlboro Man. Like, no, these were toothless dudes that like got kicked out of towns for being too drunk, had no other prospects. So they left to be cowboys. And the reason why they say cowboys is because it was literal boys would leave their houses at 12 to go be cowboys because they didn't want to work at the factory and shit and like cowboys really were outlaws a lot of time when they were getting too hot like they robbed too many then johnny law was on their ass they would just become cowboys and go on a cattle run because that's you're going through open ranges with these cows like yeah i'll just take off on this trip for a while get lay low like so outlaws and the cowboy ranches and stuff were heavily intertwined. Yeah, it's the same thing. You're, and like you said, there are some legit cowboys that were just doing that. But And there's many a guy that was running from doing something, became a cowboy, and just did that also. Mm. Yeah, but you're getting all kinds of shady characters. So him, Milton Yarberry, Mysterious Dave Mathers, they become like one of the biggest group of the gang of cattle rustlers in Arkansas. After a while, the three ended up having to flee the state after being suspected in the murder of a local rancher. Um, I like to think Mysterious Dave got away <laughs> by, like, throwing a smoke bomb down and disappearing. <laughs> Newfangled smoke technology. Dirty like, Dave's just standing there with a cloud around him and shit, like Pigpen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they're all suspects of murder, so they gotta flee. Mysterious Dave Mathers, I know this will surprise you guys. Went on to be a lawman, and then an outlaw again, and then a lawman again. He is oh. so mysterious. You never know what he's going to do. That's why they called him mysterious. Every time he rolled up, like, all right, is he a good guy or bad? Is he cool or is he a cop? Shit, anytime mysterious Dave comes running up, you got to put your hand out there. Like, Are you a good boy? Are you a good boy? <laughs> and you know what? That would be mysterious to me normally, but I'm starting to catch on with these mid-1800s gangsters and fucking outlaws that we cover. And that's par for the motherfucking course, baby. Like, you do that shit when you're a mid-1800s fucking outlaw, right? Like, you you can go get you, uh, you know, back and forth, getting deputized overnight. Like, you've just been baptized in new religion and fucking then you're back to robbing a couple weeks later and shit. Okay, we've seen Up a bunch- your game, Mysterious Dave. Sorry, go ahead. We've we seen a lot of guys get deputized. we actually seen a guy start his own army, wrote the government, and they said, yeah. Yep. It's cool. We're down. Like, yeah. okay, you're already a deputy. Now you're a captain. Well, yeah, I made my army. <laughs> the you government said with this army. The Department of Defense said yes. Yeah. Bam, got an army. Well, I've mentioned it before, probably too many times. Whenever we do these uh, outlaw people, but the in the same way that being a cowboy, being an outlaw, is intertwined. Being a law band in an outlaw are the same exact skills because at that point, it's really just the goon like gang behavior like you have to look the guy in the eye he has to believe that you will shoot him you can't hesitate 
it's in it's all the same mentality you have to alpha dog those motherfuckers and so a lot of times these deputies have got to be like ex outlaws it's pretty much like you're tough and intimidating we need mm. you to scare these other tough intimidating people that's why uh like the erps they're known as the law people and a lot of blade they were criminals too they like weren't law people like they became law people because they were intimidating and because they weren't sure like oh this guy might fuck me up they're pretty much bouncers they're just <laughs> wild west town bouncers you just have to be big intimidating and all the shit so being an outlaw it just fits the same shit you know like how you're talking with like mysterious dave like when you come up you gotta treat him like a pit bull and you don't know if he's gonna bite <laughs> or not if you look him up his shit will say lawman outlaw pit bull. gunfighter like gun f- all right so that's a de- that's a deadly combination right so he is a gunfighter so know that when you see him he has a gun and he's looking to shoot somebody with it yeah sometimes a lawman sometimes an outlaw so yeah if you're also a man that has a gun and you're out in the wild west anytime mysterious dave walks in the room you gotta be like all right which side is this motherfucker on yeah. god damn what to this point are we picking teams that's uh, kind of intimidating in and of itself right if especially if you're a weak kind of like little fringe motherfucker on the game you know like you don't on either really side like, like a shitty <laughs> yeah. lawman or a shitty outlaw yeah. Yeah. and mysterious dave comes into town you're like uh, oh here's this gunman for hire again <laughs> fucking throwing his goddamn uh efforts towards whoever's got the most cash or whatever serves him better yeah that's pretty much it you're gonna pay me to be tough it's like all right am i robbing things or am i being a bouncer what am i doing i'm just gonna be a tough dude either way whatever i'll be at the saloon doing shots (laughs) damn you mysterious dave is he gonna take my gang or is he gonna arrest me who knows it's mysterious you don't know so hey dave uh say that i had this thing going and uh it was pretty lucrative uh would mysterious john be interested in this by chance uh not saying there's something going on but if there was would a guy named mysterious john be in with this oh you're the lawman today ah oh, fuck all right yeah. well uh yeah if i I'm see anybody try to down with that, I, that mysterious john you better be looking for him like fuck man how do i gauge this motherfucker well back to your whole uh gunfighter thing that exact word if you type in like top gunfighters of the wild west and stuff every name it will switch on and off this guy was a outlaw this guy was a sheriff this guy was a marshal this guy was a rancher gunfighter almost all of them just were good with guns it's all the same shit just which side you're on who's paying you shit to that point even most uh sheriffs got bought by whoever was the richest cattle baron in the town mm-hmm. anyway so he was just a bodyguard for whoever was paying him period right is the sheriff even the good guy if you are a lawman does that make you the good guy yeah. i mean that's the whole thing with the lincoln county war who was the good guys yeah the law or the outlaws because the outlaws were not the shitty guys yeah i never even put much uh attention to that until we started doing the cast man and now it just it just blows my mind i mean not really blows my mind anymore like maybe after the second episode it didn't blow my mind anymore (laughs) just how easily that could just bounce back and forth it's interesting so when they flee arkansas they all got to go their separate ways rudaball continued his outlaw ways there's reports of him robbing stagecoaches in south dakota and then he also spent time cattle rustling in texas so basically just a criminal for hire you know what do you got you got some cattle rustling you got some stagecoach robin when it comes to the wild west Just the we, classics yeah we don't we don't talk enough about stagecoach robin but it's like the uh the quicker and easier version you know instead of hitting the bank you're hitting the armored truck that's like the stagecoach the quick easy grab 
He started working with two other outlaws, a guy named Mike Rourke and Dan Dement. Um, There's a lot of alliteration going yeah. on in this episode. Yeah, Dan Dement. That's a that's like a good wrestler name. That'll fucking slam you in the head with a fucking effort. What are those fucking big lights? The big round light bulbs and shit? Fluorescent lights? Yeah, fluorescent light up at the fucking See, you help me center. with a word, I help you with the word. A little Thanks. tit for tat in vocabulary. Captain Demento. If you fuck up, Tank, we got you too. All right, man. It takes a village to say a word. <laughs> When you got 11... it takes a whole basement full of dumbasses to tell you that. <laughs> Especially when you got eleven percent bruise and fucking Death Star whiskey and shit. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only gonna get downhill from here. <clears throat> then did you already drink your Cloud Nineteen and switch, or did you just switch immediately? Just, nope, I'm I'm done drinking that. I got this. Found, I just cracked that Founders, man. It's it's pretty tasty. Word. I don't gotta work tomorrow, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so the three became known as the trio. <laughs> I mean, checks out. <laughs> yeah, not one of the better gang names we've heard, but oddly enough, not one of the worst either. Yeah, Sometimes. let's go by the three. Nah, man, that's lame. Say trio. That's you want to go holy trinity? That's blasphemous. We can't do that. So they stepped their game up to robberies, mostly full time. They weren't doing too much cattle rust, and they kind of at some point that becomes small potatoes for a lot of work. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they're just. You ever try robbing. to hide a, a cattle in your pocket? It's hard <laughs> to get away with it. I mean, I can imagine you better have you a motherfucking solid plan to hide them fucking mm. cattle. So yeah. Well, you got to move them quick. Logistically, yeah. that would be a fucking nightmare and shit. With stagecoach robberies. Talk about hustling. You know nothing about hustling, all right, boys. You with ever cattle rust- rustling? That's some hustling. I'm hustling two fucking tons of beef across these plains, bro. Damn straight. <laughs> I got the fucking law. I got the fucking the ranchers. I got the fucking engines. Okay. Yep. Man, I grabbed the bull by the horns, figuratively, but one time I really had to do that, and then I wrestled it. No, but I would switch to, because uh, stagecoaches, it really is, you just hang out because it's wide open land, you just see a stagecoach rolling through, you're like, yeah, we could probably take them, and just I mean, roll up on them. You're well, right. If you're on horses and they're on a stagecoach, you yeah. can catch them. I mean, it's the same thing about, like, how many of our listeners maybe have gone on, like, those long road trips, especially out to the Great Plains or, like, the Southwest, where, like... It's just open. You're on the road. There's yeah. nobody else. If your car breaks down, you are fucked right now. And that's in a car. When you're out there before there are paved roads and shit, and you're on a fucking horse carriage and shit, you're out there in the middle of nowhere. It's real crazy for like just a dude with a gun to roll up on you, take all your shit, and there's just there ain't no nine one one baby. Mm-hmm. And if there was, it'd take them a week to get to you. You're just you. You could tell whoever when you get to town or whatever, but. You're a sitting duck too, because I don't want to get too dorky with it, but just no oh, wagons, like fucking wagons, all fucking right? wagons. So say <laughs> these motherfucking wagons. So say you're, I mean, I'm guessing gold. I don't know. I mean, paper probably right, but well, prob- no, probably a lot robbing, more coin then. Yeah, so coin heavy, right? Yeah, fucking wooden. We're talking like wooden and steel. These. So all you got to do is wait for the tank ass fucking overbuilt wagon to come rolling through and you know there's my ticket right there if he doesn't have cash he's probably got some other shit that's worth a lot of money so once you see that g ass wagon come around the fucking curve the curve that every fucking wagon has to go around because like you said they're not all like I'm striking my own path across this fucking desert. Nope, you're following the same two tracks that the last one. <laughs> yeah. So you're, I mean, yeah, I guess when you compare that shit to Cattle Rushland mm-hmm. and you just fucking chill behind a goddamn, like in this photo right here, he's just waiting behind a fucking rock. 
And these people just come around the corner like, yep, we got a GS wagon and you just fucking caught us. Like, I mean, it's, Our it's, bad. it's fucking sitting ducks, right? Like the trio were probably just fucking knocking them down, man. Well, and when you steal cattle, that's like taking marked bills. Cause those motherfuckers are branded and shit. Ah, and I'm like, yeah. like you imagine like if they saw like the G wagon and they had like some gold, like those are heavily like more armored. That's more of a battle. Probably. A couple and that's more, the yeah. same thing with, uh, rustling cattles. Cause those are probably owned by a rich cattle baron or a rancher or something. And there's bound to be some cowboys there. Like. That is a lot more work. Yeah. And a lot more, like, even if you get away with the cattle, you got a motherfucker pissed that you stole his cattle, and he's probably rich enough to have hired guns. So that's just, it's a lot easier to just pop off stagecoaches, I would think. But hey, I can't mm-hmm. get into the mind of the outlaw. That's the Lord's work. So, in November of 1877, the trio robs a Santa Fe Railroad construction camp in Kansas. So they hadn't moved up the trains yet, but they could rob they could rob a train camp. <laughs> Let's just go to where these tracks end. Let's just get them there. So they got away with a bunch of stuff, but uh, they got away in a shootout, and uh, they're being chased by the law. All these railroad companies have big money, you know, so they throw money at these problems. You steal this shit, you know what I mean? They send in the fucking Pinkertons, or they, you know what I mean? So they're coming everything to get you. they just said about Catarussians are like, fuck it, let's do it to trains. <laughs> Well, they were thinking, well, it's not moving. It's not a cow, but <laughs> they don't brand trains. We can get them. But they had to flee the state when an acting commission as a U.S. deputy marshal to pursue the outlaws was given to upcoming Kansas lawman Wyatt Earp. Ooh, they got that W.E. on their trail now. <laughs> That's why they had to flee the state, because they're like, mm-hmm. shit. That's when you know you ah, made fuck. it as a, as a criminal, as an outlaw, when they're like, Oh, now they're putting marshals on us because like we talk a lot about like crossing state lines and all this shit back in the day before there were even fucking states out there. They're like, yeah, marshals, you guys just go wherever the fuck you want. You guys just, we give you the mission. You track them the fuck down. They're just bounty hunters that work exclusively for uncle Sam. And like a lot of robbers, the rob stage coasters do all this, but you know, they're not worth it. But then once you get a name for yourself, you get that marshal on your trail. It's when you know you hit the big time. So that's my next note is Earp's commission gave him permission to pursue the outlaws out of state. So yeah. what Dan said. <laughs> um, right on, Dan. And uh, Wyatt Earp would end up chasing Dave Rudabaugh for over 400 miles. Oh, shit. 400 fucking late 1800s miles. Wait, Those are hard boy. miles. Yep. It was Wyatt Earp. That dirty motherfucker never bathed. 400, <laughs> 400 miles. No, he probably didn't while you're chasing him 400 <laughs> yeah, miles across the goddamn right. state on a horse. Was he supposed to test stop and take a fucking bath? Man, I was yes, tracking. that's why he's such a dirty motherfucker. I was stopping at rivers and taking baths and shit. At first I was tracking him by horse, horse hoof prints, but then I just started smelling his balls. And I was just Toucan Sam following my nose all the way to him. It was like I was getting crap dusted for 400 miles. He said, smells balls. I smell, I can still smell Dave's balls <laughs> to this day. I, I, <laughs> I can smell. still smell. <laughs> uh, so eventually he gets word that Dave was hiding out in a tall town called Fort Griffin in Texas where Earp had connections. Back when forts were towns. <laughs> and yeah. towns were forts. Well, it's in Texas. It, it, your town better be a fort or you're going to be in fucking trouble. <laughs> it's going to go poorly. If it was Fort Alamo, maybe things would have went a little different. 
All right, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick smoke break, refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute. Yeah. 
So support for Say Hello to the Bad Guy is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's blow-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BADGUY at manscaped.com. We, got, we all got the performance kits. You guys all got your kits, right? I yes, ask sir. that every show. I know you guys got them. Now, yeah. so my bad. But yeah, it's uh, if you get the performance kit, that's like the Cadillac package. You get the lawnmower 4.0. You get the weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer. You get the crop reviver, the crop preserver, which is all both uh, like ball deodorants. Comes with like a travel case. Some and, underwear. Yeah, anti-chafing underwear. And some uh, the fake newspapers that turns out they're mats, so that you put them on the ground. Collect all your pubes. Yeah. Throw it out. Nice yep. little shaving mat and shit. Yep. But uh, yeah, the uh, little I gave my balls a little spritz coming out the shower today, so I named my nuts Andre Three Thousand and Big Boy because they are fresh and so clean, clean. Hey, and I would say that if nothing else, if you know the four point oh, it's a little bit over the top for you. You know what I mean? You just go into seventies jungles bush. At least. Get the fucking crop preserver and the crop reviver. And, there you, you know, go. Freshen your shit up a mm. little bit. And then they have a whole like suite of products. So they got lip balm. They got foot deodorant. All um, the standard toiletries. Yeah, anything you want. Regular face trimmers. Um, and anything you go, anything you go and get, use the promo code bad guy and it helps the podcast. So you don't got to go get the you know lawnmower 4.0. Oh, they got the uh, the man wipes. Those be real yeah. good too. Yeah. So. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BADGUY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BADGUY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back. So Earp shows up at Fort Griffin. He goes to Shanassi Saloon where he's friends with the owner and he starts looking for information on Rudabaugh. His friend tells him he missed Dave by about three days, but he directed to a gambler he'd been playing cards with named Doc Holiday. Damn, I knew I shouldn't have stopped at that river and bathed. Doc was notoriously untrusting a lawman, but they were both friends with the, sal- the saloon keeper. And the saloon keeper was like, no, this is my boy Wyatt. This is my boy Doc. And he was hanging out with him and shit. So uh, Doc tells Wyatt everything he knows. And they said that Dave was talking about trying to backtrack his way back to Kansas. So when Wyatt Earp and Doc Holiday, that's how they first met, was when they were out on the road oh. over fucking... Dirty fucking Dave Rudabaugh. Oh, Tra- Dirty Double Dave. Double D in the trio. Brought people together. He was the, uh, uh, what is it called? The MacGuffin? Dirty the Dave other... was the, yeah, Dirty Dave was the MacGuffin. I always get MacGuffin and Red Herring stashes on them motherfuckers, bro. I know red hair, what Red Herring is. That's what makes yeah. you think it's that, but it's not it's kind of like a diversion. Right. But I always get that MacGuffin. Like a, a MacGuffin is the the thing that moves the plot forward, what? so it's the thing that everybody's chasing or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is; it's you know a widget, a it's movie t- widget. Instead of a uh, Dirty Dave, I'll just call him Loki because he's the one that got the Avengers to assemble. That one was for the dorks. Meathead, sit this one out. So, so is that Earp on the right with that? Yeah, Earp's with, got oh, the monster muscle. I mean, that is like. If you're trying to show the alpha is by stash, that's oh, the stash, yeah. bro. Hell yeah. They had some killer fucking uh, stashes back then. That's Shout out Kurt Russell for his stash. Barkeep, barkeep. What's that you say? Somebody has some information? 
I see his stash. You lead him over here, and we'll talk about this dirty Dave. I mean, that stash is so great when you look at uh, Doc Holliday's, and that's a mean fucking stash. Yeah, it like, is. That stash ain't shit. Hey, I know. When you look at it, that's like, exactly what I was. I swear to God, that's what I was going to say. That's why he was cool with them, because he showed up at the table and elfed him over his mustache. Like, Doc Holliday had been the mustache in town like, until <laughs> Earp walked up and shit. That's how outlawed they used to just go face-to-face and their mustaches would just duke it out. But bro, that mustache is why uh, Kurt Russell's the only one to be able to play Wyatt Earp. Because right. that man grows a mean fucking mustache. Yeah. Kevin Costner ain't no Kurt Russell. Yeah, you had to commit for that stash, Fucking right? Hateful Eight and Bone Tomahawk? Dude, Kurt Russell's fucking... That is just a lion of a man. So Earp was able to telegraph this information back to Bat Masterson in Kansas. Man! Are you, like, just drowning in all these names you're dropping right now? <laughs> I got more too. I mean, well, yeah, you're talking about this is the meetup of Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp. Of course, there's going to be more names. We already hit Bat Masterson in this bitch too, man. So Bat Bat Masterson is another notorious Wild West outlaw. Well, Wild West lawman. Another one. Fucking yeah, shit. All these. He's probably more of he's more lawman than outlaw, but. Bat Masterson puts together a posse that was able to capture Dave the day after a failed train robbery. So he goes back to out, you know, he goes back to Kansas, lays low, puts the gang together and robs a train as one does when they're laying low in Kansas. He just got traced halfway across the country, double back to do the same fucking shit. And we didn't even talk about how his plan was. He pulled a fucking fury road. He fucking, he started in Kansas, got chased by Earp all the way to Texas and said, I'm just going back. Oh, there is no green place. Yep. He's going to go back to Kansas. He'll never expect it. He's going to be running around out west here. Fucking. He should have known better. I'm fucking Dirty Dave, baby. I don't do the clean shit. I fucking double back Dirty Dave style. Uh, Dave ended up getting caught while the other members of his game escaped. Apparently, Dave didn't know these guys very well because uh, he gets arrested. And Bat Masterson and him hit it off, and he just decided to cooperate and took an immunity offer from a prosecuting attorney. And uh, testified against all his former gang members. Well, it sounds like they just left him. He was like, nah, guys, we're going to fuck. Guys, where, where the fuck did you guys go? Right. Like, well, yeah, I'm going to tell on them. They just left me here to get fucking arrested. And shit. Fuck came all the way back to goddamn Kansas. He probably did it. They probably already he was like, hey, guys, can I ride with you guys? Now, I don't know. You kind of stink. Like, yeah, I'm Dirty Dave. It's cool. Let me go. And then, like. They like, just kicked him out, and then Dave's in with Bat Masters. Like, yeah, it was my gang. I put them together. I don't know why they left me. So he, he gets off. Rudeball gets released. And uh, since him and Bat Masterson kind of hit it off, uh, Bat Masterson was like, look, I got this gig as a gun for hire. And it was the uh, Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe uh, Railway side of the Railroad Wars, which is ironic because he also had previously robbed a Santa Fe Railroad <laughs> construction site but now he's gonna fight for him in the railroad wars because you know highest bidder motherfucker man motherfuckers flip-flopping like footwear that was like me man back when i was a kid you were an outlaw well (laughs) yes yes i was at fucking farmer jacks so i had 10 bucks right i had to make a choice do i fucking buy deodorant and food or do i buy deodorant have five dollars on a fucking dime sack I love how no matter what deodorant was happening, you ain't no dirty day. Damn straight. <laughs> it's not food and weed, not even a fucking option. So then, so I'm, I'm fucking, getting this degree if I got to starve. So I'm telling, <laughs> we're in this aisle and I'm like, hey, 
I'm about to gank this food, man. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to gank this food. So you leave before me and then I'll leave after you. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, I fucking steal this goddamn deodorant and shit. A week before that, I'd put in an application at fucking Farmer Jack's and shit. So I get caught stealing and the fucking lady fucking like calls the cops and shit. And we go through that whole deal couple weeks later farmer jack calls me for an interview and shit so i end up like dirty dave like so i'm like uh so i i I go hey you think i should fucking roll in there for the interview and shit because i remember the the last thing the manager told me was like don't you ever come in this store again i draw the line at microwave burritos you know (laughs) she didn't say the burritos part but she told me never to come in the store again so i remember getting the call for the interview and she was like hey uh this is fucking Bernice at Farmer Jack's or whatever. You want to come down for an interview? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come down for an interview and shit. <laughs> Wait, what's, do we get employee discounts on deodorant? Do <laughs> deodorant policy. Did she give you the job? Oh man, it was, it was a great moment. So I, I walked in and somebody else was going to give me the interview. And then that lady seen me and she just shook her, she just shook her head at me. And then like, so I did the interview and shit. And then that, that was it. Like never got a call from him or anything. I love how she shook her head, but she was like, no, go ahead with the interview. Yeah. Like it was like, I I, I I have to legally, probably, you know what I mean? It was something weird. I think they legally would be like. No, you just got caught stealing. Get the fuck out. I already told yeah, you that. Yeah. I, I don't think I that's only like, like, like you go to court, but your honor, they called my phone and <laughs> said I had an interview. That's entrapment. It is entrapment. I would have pled entrapment. I should have sued him. <laughs> and I was sued like. Farmer Jack for entrapment. Yeah. Like I was 16. We were real into like the, like the jackass and shit like that. So I was just waiting for this lady to like catch me and say some shit. So I could be like. I don't know exactly what, I didn't have anything planned, you know, I was probably going to say something off the cuff, like, something. ha ha, ha ha, you still gave me the fucking interview, stupid bitch, or something, I don't fucking know, something you know dope I mean? like that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Some cool jackass <laughs> off the cuff. Exactly, exactly, man, seriously, I'll admit it, I didn't have no fucking plan. <laughs> I was going to be like, ha ha, but instead she kind of won, because when she fucking just looked at me and shook her head, like you said, like I thought to myself, like, ah oh, fuck, now I got to go through this guy goddamn interview because like <laughs> now i gotta first come for deodorant before he leaves i'm still coming did you steal the deodorant or steal no, the I food st- or I what st- did you steal I, I stole the food and i tried to go through the checkout with the deodorant you know what i mean so i did the whole classic like you're not gonna i'm not stealing nothing because yeah. i'm paying for something deal and the lady was like so another thing i didn't know at the time was like they couldn't chase you and this lady was like two bills bro and I was probably 16, and even though I was like 220, she wasn't gonna you catch. You could run me. still. Was she wasn't gonna catch my big ass. You know what I mean? So, I was standing there and was like, "Bro, just run, bro, just run." And I and he just kept saying that. And the cops, like, they didn't fucking do anything, dude. They took me to the shop and they fucking let me go and shit. They didn't fucking do anything. Pretty much to steal something, all you have to do is be willing to not go back in that store again. Yeah, I didn't know that, bro. <laughs> because you could definitely just walk out with whatever the fuck you want. You are never getting caught, except if you go back to that store. I didn't know that, man. So, yeah, I, like, stood there. I was like, oh, I'm caught. I'm on camera. They're going to catch me. They're going to find me. Like, But I was young enough to where, like, the cops, you know, like, so, like, 
I guess hey, like don't steal no more burritos. They had to it's like it's hard to be too hard on a kid that's stealing a burrito well, while remember, trying to buy deodorant. <laughs> and I remember the cops you really want to drop me, the thunder on that fucking little kid. Yeah, they told me like, hey, look, the only the only heat you're gonna get from this is if this person like presses charges and presses the issue and shit because the lady thought I was a lot older than I was. And uh, apparently she told the cops that, like, after she found out that I was, like, 16, she was like, oh, I thought he was, like, in his 20s or something. I don't know. I guess at that point maybe she told him just fucking scare the shit out of me and let me go, but... Well, you did say you were, like, 220 pounds. She might yeah. have thought you were 20. Yeah, no, sure. I was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was pretty big for that. But, yeah, I fucking ended up getting a call from him, just like... Dirty Dave. <laughs> That'd be great. He rolled up to the train camp, and then the owner of the train was there and just shook his head. <laughs> yep. No, sir, Double D. You ain't coming in here. I remember you fucking tried to rob me. During the Railroad Wars, uh, he became good friends with a guy named John Joshua Webb, who was part of the posse that arrested him. More alliteration. They called him J.J. Webb, though, so sometimes I see it as John Joshua, sometimes I said J.J., so I don't know. It could be one of those things where (laughs) one writer was lazy and just started putting that, and then everybody just said, "Ah, I like it, I'm running with it. I'm pretty sure more people probably call him JJ. I don't think too many people, yo, John Joshua. (laughs) Dude, um, the more you keep going through the story, the more I can just picture like this little click where like, just like you said, nobody knows who's a fucking outlaw. Nobody knows who's on the side of the law now. It's like every time they meet up, they're like, hey, outlaw, cop, outlaw, cop. (laughs) Like, which one is it? (laughs) Me, you, me, you, you, me. Like, fuck, dude. Hell yeah. What a time, man. What a fuck crazy time. (laughs) So, uh, the railroad wars end. Now they got these two gunmen that are looking for work. So JJ Webb and Dirty Dave, they traveled together to a boom town called Las Vegas, New Mexico. In New Mexico, they became members of the Dodge City gang, led by a guy named Hoodoo Brown. All right. And they're like, you're mm-hmm. the wrong city, dickheads. Damn. So the railroad wars were over. Mm-hmm. The railroad wars were over. Ooh, I like and, it. And uh, these guys only served as like hired guns for the railroad just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then they moved on. Now they're in Dodge City and shit. And you said that was uh, New Mexico? Yeah. Well, no, they're in no, Las they're in, Vegas. Yeah, they're in Las Vegas, But New they Mexico. named themselves the Dodge City gang, oh, okay, okay. which is why I said they're in the wrong fucking city. So here's the explanation. Uh, Hoodoo Brown was the leader who was from Dodge City, Kansas. Which, another great name, Hoodoo Brown. Yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with Doodoo Brown. <laughs> Not to be confused with Underground Mountain Brown. <laughs> Which is so, delicious and has nothing to do with Dookie. Continue. So, but they were a loose knit, ga- a loose knit group of gunmen and gamblers from Dodge City that moved to this boom town, and they controlled all the politics and like the economic growth. So, they were all gangsters in this Kansas town, which is not all can- not all gangsters, but you know, gangsters, gamblers, just shady dudes. And then this boom town pops up, and they were just all like, hey. Well, we call bad guys. Yeah, yeah, bad guys. And they were like, let's they were, head they over were there. Defcons one through five, a mixture. Yeah, a random group of them. And they were like the Purple Gang because they weren't a gang per se. It was just a bunch of dudes that were like, hey, well, let's go set up shop over here. It was always so easier they... to be in a boom town than it was. Look, Wyatt Earp was a Dodge City lawman, right? You want to be trying to run a gang in the same town that fucking Wyatt Earp's in? Or would you rather go to Las Vegas, New Mexico, where there's fucking nobody and you're the king of the town? Yeah. I mean, they really did. They Bugsy Siegel did. They, uh, like the real Las Vegas, all these outlaws just said, no, we're just going to all go to Las Vegas and take it over and own the town. 
And and it was pretty big town. Like they did they, real well out they there. They started the Stardust and stuff. And... They just want a hundred scams, just like six foe. You know what I mean? They just want to head yeah. out to the new city and just fuck around a hundred scams. They just want a hundred scams. Just a hundred scams, baby. A hundred uh, jukes, a hundred scams. Damn straight, jukes, scams. They don't give a shit. They're going out to the new town where Wyatt Earps. Fu- baby grabbed a honey ham. <laughs> it's about to be season for Dearborn honey ham. BJ Penn had a quote where he said, "I just want to be known as the greatest ever." Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> that sounds like a fucking self-absorbed rapper line, BJ Penn. Good job. It's also a quote off Yeezy's new album. So in, ni- in 1980, J.J. Webb gets arrested and held on murder charges. And Rudabaugh and another gang member decide to break him out. So they try and break him out, but in this failed attempt, Dave ends up shooting and killing a deputy named Antonio Lino Valdez, who seems to go by Antonio Lino. It's easier for the white people to pronounce. Right. See, I wish this was like all those other Wild wild West stories we heard where JJ could just walk out a door that was open. Like, how many times did that show up? Like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, just walked out a window that they left open. Just climbed out and got out. This is the first time ever in the 1800s we had a a jailbreak not work. We've never had that. They're yelling at him. Did you try the door? Oh, it's locked? That's weird. Try a window. That's the... Man, what are these guys... We're out of ideas. They finally got us this time. They smelt them coming. When did all these jailers start using keys? So uh, now he's a different type of fugitive because he killed a deputy, a sheriff's deputy. And he's highly sought after. He's being chased. And he ends up running to Fort Sumner. And in Fort Sumner, he ends up hiding there. And he gets connected with a gang of other fugitives. So Fort Sumner, New Mexico, it was like where all the gangsters moved to Las Vegas, New Mexico, to set up shop. All the fugitives all just went to Fort Sumner. And they're like... You think it'd be easy to find them? Well, they all went there and then met up. And they were like, oh, you're running from the law? Yeah, I'm running from the law. We kind of have to start a gang, right? We don't have much of a choice. (laughs) Just yeah, strength in numbers. Fuck. Hey, you're an outlaw? Yeah, I'm an outlaw. Did you kill a cop? Yeah, I killed a cop. Did we just become <laughs> best friends? Yup. <laughs> I love how he he went to break out his friend and in the process committed the same crime. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, damn So now I'm you, JJ. Now I'm you. Damn, damn it. Damn. I hope they don't lock the doors where they send me. This really went bad. Yeah. Really went downhill. Can you hurry up and become a deputy or some shit so we can get the fuck out of this? <laughs> That's their plea bargain. They're like, all right, do time serves and you just become a deputy. Like, oh, I guess. How do you feel about starting a military unit? <laughs> yeah. Can you raise an army? Can you I was raise holding, an army? I was holding out for the plea deal that included a uh, marshal, but I'll take deputy. Well, it turns out the train you were going to rob, the owner needs gunmen. So we're going to release you. <laughs> and he's not, his... mad. he's not mad yeah. anymore. Now you he's have to work for anymore. him or you go back to jail, but you have to work for the guy you just robbed. Look, you ran 400 miles. Now that sucked. That's by far the furthest anybody's ever yeah. fucking got. Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I mean, what are you doing for work? I'm like, really? 12 cattle? <laughs> you sold 12 cattle last month? Come on, boy. We got you. Uh, Come on to Santa yeah. Fe Railroad. <laughs> so some of the other fugitives in the gang included Tom O'Fulliard, Charlie Bowdry, and Billy the Kid, who was wanted for murders committed during the Lincoln County Wars. 
And that's the end of part one of the Dirty Dave Rudabaugh story. Tune in next week when we finish it up in part two of the story. To the bad guy, bad guy. the good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy, the good guy coming last place. You smell the dope when I pass by. Down bad, my mama had to be dead. Spent my birthdays in the trap. We had to work with what we had. She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man. Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the cam. And I don't need a hundred friends. I just want a hundred bands, a hundred jugs, a hundred scams. Hey, hey. So I don't money gram the hundred hams. Said I don't money grabbed a bunch of And bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the pistols. Fuck a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental ay, ay. And I still keep it on me. Run into your big homie. First you meet your dead homie. Ay. Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. Pass by. I like my money at a fast pass. Say hello to the bad guy. In the fast lane, let my money at a fast pace Look like a drag race, cut your re up in my ashtray I'm in my bag, hey, good girl, bad face Slim waist and her ass fake hey, And she in love with the bad guy hey, But bad bitches never act right hey, She act up into that bag fly Did a turn around at one night Say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. The good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. The good guy coming last place. You smell the dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace.